Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard with my man, Rob Parker. And we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're split up. I'm in L.A., and my man Rob Parker is in Washington, D.C. for the Midsummer's Classic, the MLB All-Star Game. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing great, Mr. Chris Broussard. Looking forward to the festivities. Today was the Futures game, and then uh, tomorrow is the Home Run Derby, and then Tuesday... The All-Star Game down here in D.C. at Nationals Park. And uh, the weather's supposed to be nice. And uh, people are buzzing about the All-Star Game. So I'm psyched, my man. Are they really buzzing or are you just saying that? They're buzzing. <laughs> I've been around town. I've been hanging out, having breakfast with people and okay. lunch. And a lot of friends I have been here in D.C. And uh, it's been fun. It's All been right. great so far. Good, good. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Chris underscore Broussard. And Rob is at at Rob Parker FS1. And Rob, uh, for all the goings on with baseball, and we'll certainly get into that, the home run derby, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, this is supposed to or was supposed to be his all-star game. Uh, He's obviously having a tough season. We'll see if he can rebound, and maybe this can pick him up and get him going in the second half of the season. But – We have to start with the man of the hour, and it seems like the man of every hour, Rob, LeBron James. LeBron James. He shows up in Las Vegas at Summer League after his mural, King of L.A., has been defaced twice. 
And now it's taken down or painted over, however you want to phrase it. And after he didn't show up, to some people's chagrin, I didn't think it was a big deal, but some people did. I'm guessing you did. When he yeah, didn't, didn't show up two, for a pizza you didn't have party. You two kids out in the 100-degree <laughs> weather waiting for three hours. So, of course, you didn't think it was a big deal. It wasn't a fan, big deal. There were fans deal. there. Yes, it was, Chris, and you know it. You're I don't know it. I've been guy. to that Blaze Pizza. It's about the size of that? our studio. All right, there's no it? way I thought LeBron James was going to go there. He said it so people would be motivated to go and get a free pizza. You don't have to say uh, Culver City and I haven't been to a pizza party in years. People, if you would have said free pizza pie from 2 to 5 o'clock at All Blaze Pizzas in the metro uh, Los Angeles area or California or whatever, people would have showed up. He teased that he might be at the Culver City location. That he what? Which is the closest to you his said house. The, you said the keyword that he what? Well, he teased, he but might. he still put it out there. He might. Yeah, but that means if he's not, you can't be upset. If he nah, is, great. That's, that's totally wrong. No. Nope. nope. Rob. That's what you guys always make excuses for him. I'm not making excuses. He has disregard. He has disregard for fans. He's, How? he's done it before. How does he have this? He's he easy has when done... he used to take games off where people bought tickets to come see him play. Oh, that's that, his fault. That's, that's his fault. That's not. That's not that the league has gone that way and virtually everybody does that in the league. No, it doesn't matter. Do we blame Kawhi Leonard when he took games off? Do we blame he's Greg Popovich when he he created that trend? I mean, no, come but on. LeBron endorsed it. LeBron endorsed it, and he's the star. This year, people he played all 82. And play. Yeah, because he got some shamed people thought into he was crazy. No, he didn't get shamed into it because nobody else tried to play 82. All the other players that sat out in the past didn't, didn't try to play 82. He got shamed into it because no. of what they did with all the money that the networks complained about, the, all those Saturday night games, primetime games where all these stars took off and they got bad ratings numbers and the league and the commissioner stepped in and told these guys to stop it and LeBron, by example, played all 82 he games. He wasn't That's even all. thinking about the league in that Yeah, regard. I bet. No, okay. he couldn't because Adam Silver, the commissioner, has said – if you take off games, just make it a home game and not a nationally televised game. So he could have easily just played all the big-time Saturday night games, which he should, and and sat out a home game here or there. If he would have played 78 games, 76 games, 81 games, nobody would have made a big deal. I'm not trying to make excuses for him. But what I'm saying is when I read that tweet, you know, pizza party, I haven't been to one in a while, Culver City, question mark, smiley face, whatever it was. I never for one second thought he was going to that pizza party. So basically you're I didn't telling think fans it, that fans are dumb. No, I didn't. I'm telling you what I thought. I, it no, never I'm asking, crossed. I'm asking it you never, about the average fan. I'm asking you about the I average think, fan. I'm, I think I'm like the average fan. And when no. I read that tweet, I never thought that he's going there. It didn't cross my mind until the day after, the day of the event, when I was listening to the radio, and I don't, you weren't on it, but it was, you know, Rogan and Rodney in L.A., local radio, and they were talking about it like, LeBron might be there. We got reporters out there. That's the first time it crossed my mind that LeBron really might go there? Nah, I don't think so. So I, I just didn't, I mean, Rob, I've been to that Blaze Pizza in Culver City. I've eaten there. And I thought this the place is not that big. It would have been a circus 
even more than it was if LeBron James was trying to go there. It takes weeks. Guys his of his stature, you plan things out like that weeks, if not months in advance. You can't to just to show up to place. Yeah, Come on, because stop, he'd Chris. have to have security. Stop. He'd what, have to have months? security. He'd have to have I'm police. Not buying it. They said there was fifty thousand people out there. You think LeBron James is going to get out of his car and roll up in there? No, all, you need police escorts. You would need security. Don't do that to the fans. Don't the have fans people got out free pizza. They, with the, the fans with got free pizza. Hours. They didn't come there for the pizza. Come on, How man. How you know? I'm Did you talk when you out there standing in line with them talking? Pizza? I'm not buying that. I'm going to stand in line I, for I thought about for $8 pizza. I was there with my sons because I thought yeah, I might right. get a glimpse of LeBron. <laughs> That's why you were there. It wasn't for the pizza. Have you had Blaze pizza? Yes, don't I love it. No cheese or sauce on it. I I'm think sorry. it's delicious. I, I actually, you don't follow me obviously on Instagram, but I had put on Instagram a couple days before, or the day before I think, that I might go by there. I think it was actually that day. I might go by there just for a free pizza pie and how can you be mad when at the very least okay LeBron didn't show you got a free pizza though and you're mad come on absolutely because fans are fanatics and they love their guy and if there was any chance of getting a glimpse LeBron is still denied to give a press conference to the fans not to anybody else but to the fans to get excited about him being in L.A., he still has refused to do that, to speak to the fans directly. So here's another chance, another opportunity, and his first chance to make a good impression on the L.A. people was a bad one, whether he intended to do it or not. All he had to say was, in honor of me coming to L.A., come out to Blaze Pizza from 2 to 5, Get a free pizza and uh, and and celebrate. That's all he had to say. Don't mention Culver City. If he had Culver said City, that, some people, I've never some been, people I may been have no still party. thought he was. I will give you that. He it was. This is par for the course for LeBron James in terms of these cryptic tweets that nobody knows what he's talking about. It's the same thing he's done in Cleveland with you know teammates and mood and a picture and you know instead of falling out, fall in, or whatever it was. Like, this, I will give you that. This was another tweet that you didn't know what to make of from LeBron James, and apparently that's what he does. So I'll give you that, but I just can't get mad at the fans when he essentially, or mad at LeBron from a fan's perspective when he essentially bought you free pizza. He's an owner in that that, uh, establishment. So he essentially bought you free pizza, and you're going to be mad. I don't get that. But what I will say is this, Rob, and here's the bigger picture point I wanted to get to, was that the defacing of the mural and the fact that some fans, to your point, were upset that he didn't show up in Culver City, I think all this is showing that if LeBron had the thinking, the mindset that, you know what, I'm going to L.A. My legacy is set. This is going to be the end of my career. I'm preparing for business. I'm going to make the smooth transition from basketball player to business mogul to Hollywood mogul. Let me do it in L.A. If I win a championship, great. If not, hey, my legacy set. If that's the mentality, then I think he's in for a rude awakening because the defacing of his picture that, that was painted, the mural, I think that shows fans are expecting a championship.
Fans There's are about, no about they it. want you to be winning. They don't want no, they not I, just excited that you come here. Win. I, I think he is in for a rude awakening, especially if he thinks this is a semi-retirement. He's out of the championship business, and LeBron doesn't want to hang another L on his uh, losing column in the finals. So it's either either I've knocked off the Warriors to have a chance to win, or I don't go to the finals at all. This where I can't get another L. If he's in that mode, there's a lot of people in Los Angeles who, who aren't as happy as some people are. Some people are Laker fans. Others are Kobe fans. And you're seeing it. Some people will not be happy with semi-retired LeBron James. They, they're they not interested in that. They want their organization to have a chance to win again, not just make the playoffs and lose in the first or second round. We know they haven't made the playoffs in five years, and they've been uh, totally irrelevant of late, and they would like to be relevant. And with LeBron James, they'll be relevant. But I think they want to win, and I think so far – all of his actions have been disappointing to fans because if they just look into it, you get the feeling that it's all about Hollywood, making movies, everything else, family and this and that and everything other than beating the Warriors and winning a championship for the city. And I think that's why it is going to be a problem. And the mural thing, I'm not really surprised by There are a lot of people in, this, in Los Angeles who have uh, not liked LeBron James for a long time, always pitted him against Kobe. They love Kobe, and they believe that if LeBron has any kind of success or, or great success in L.A., it's only going to diminish Kobe's legacy, so they don't want that to happen. Well, do you think that he was throwing out a, a, a kind of a, a lifeline's not the right word, but, you know, he was throwing something out to the fans when he showed up today at Summer League in Vegas in Lakers shorts? According to the internet, I don't know if this is official, but according to Twitter, they were $500 Lakers shorts. So was that throwing something out to the fans saying, hey, I'm all about the Lakers now? I just think those were the only shorts that were clean today, so he put those on. (laughs) Give us a call. We will continue with the talk about the man of the hour, the man of every hour, LeBron James. Give us a call at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We'll talk LeBron and also one of the top teams in the NBA could be about to make a colossal mistake. I'll get to that next. Who, me? It's the odd couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. And we've got great news for you. There's a quick way you could save money. You switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. I'm here with my man, Rob Parker, and I, let me let me just take a moment to salute my partner uh, on a great award that he is going to receive, a well-deserved award from the National Association of Black Journalists. The Sports Task Force of NABJ has recognized and chosen Rob Parker as Journalist of the Year. And so at the NABJ National Annual Convention uh, in Detroit coming up this summer, Rob will be recognized as the Journalist of the Year. Mr. Parker, congratulations. You've been a mentor and an example and an inspiration to so many African-American journalists, including myself. 
because uh, you're that much older than me. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't want to just pour oodles and oodles no, of praise on you because, you know, I know you I know you get a little embarrassed by that. But, nah, man, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. And uh, this, this award couldn't go to a more deserving brother. So congratulations, man. Man, Chris, thank you so much. That means a lot. And uh, for you know, you know, and some people don't know, the National Association of Black Journalists is an excellent organization yep. that does so much for people of color in this business and journalism and radio and television and and whatnot. We met at the NABJ convention, Chris. Yep. What was that? Nineteen ninety-two in Detroit. Ninety-two. Yep. In Detroit, and you were covering the Reds, I believe. Back right? then, yep, yep. I was covering the Cincinnati Reds, and I also met. Steve Smith back then uh, <laughs> at that very same convention who turned into Stephen A. Smith. Wow. And so many others and guys who have come through and it's just now it's what a was, who's who. Yeah, the interesting, like at that time in 92, I was a high school, I was a part-time high school reporter for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And Stephen A. Smith or Steve Smith as he was at that time well, he was covering high school sports for New York Daily News. Was that it? No, not even there yet. You know where he was? He was at that time at the Winston Salem newspaper wow. down there, and he wasn't. He was working in the uh, art entertainment section. Chris, he, he wasn't, wasn't even he was in doing sports. sports on the wow. weekend. He was just doing like you know side stories about sports, but he wanted to be a sports writer. So the the point is. In this business, and and it means a lot to me. It really does. Coming from your peers, your own people, and the whole notion. And you know, Chris, I've always been one to take time and mentor younger journalists yeah. coming up, because I believe it's what we're here to do. And and you gotta help. And we all need help at some point. People helped me in my early on in my career. It's been 32 years. I'm very proud that I've been able to help uh, others along the way and uh, that I'm getting the award in Detroit means the world to me because I spent over 23 years there and um, it will be a, quite an honor. So I'm thrilled about That's it. That's a great Thank point you. you made too about helping others because we, we, we like to talk about pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps and obviously you should work hard and be diligent and ambitious and all that on your own, self-motivated. But we all need help, and we all have gotten help. I don't care how good you are individually, how hard you've worked. Somebody opened the door for you. Somebody took a chance for, on you, and so we should all remember that. But let, let's not get too sappy here. No, and, no, no. And all that. You got a show to do. Yes, That's all yes, nice and good. Do. Now I'm going to get back at your throat. Well, well, there you go. See, because I was about to go. Into the there's this this there's this stuff out there now about the Toronto Raptors. Vegas has them as the favorite to get Kawhi Leonard in the trade. I think it would be a huge mistake, but we're gonna get to that later. But right now, you got me so riled up about LeBron, and you're coming at his neck. And but you said something interesting. You talked about Kobe fans. And I do agree, like, I, look, the fans defaced it. That's their right, the mural that was up. I do understand, though, why they were upset about the mural saying King of L.A. It right. said I King like of L.A. It, that was, instead of it, vandalism, I'd like to call it a protest. How's that? That's that yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. I, I think it would have been better served if the, if the painter – uh, have put up there, welcome to L.A. LeBron, or even welcome to L.A. King James. But when you said he was king of L.A., 
a lot of people took that as disrespectful to Kobe, and I believe that is why the mural was vandalized. And as you said, there was a protest against it. Give us a call at 877-99 on Fox if you want to talk about this. But, Rob, I know you've got something to share on this. Yeah, I I do think that that is the um, kind of what you laid out. I I agree with it that uh, the king of L.A. was just too premature. He hasn't won anything in this town. And and for all the great things, we know he's a great basketball player, Chris. That's the one thing. You could say I'm hard on him or I criticize him often, but I have always recognized his talent, though. Do, do I not recognize his you talent? Do, you do recognize his talent. You do recognize okay, his great Okay, so player. I'm not saying that he's he's a great player. There's no doubt about it. But I think the part is, you know, this is a, a fable franchise with so many great players who have won championships, and you're just turning over saying he's the king of L.A. without winning anything or without doing anything. And I think that's what people push back on, and you're right. Had it not said king of L.A., it probably wouldn't have been defaced or as much or as often as it was to the point that the artist had to cover it up, right? He painted yeah. over it. And then the, second, it the so- second rendition had King L.A. And they still took it, you know, they still went after it, uh, even the second version. Uh, but, look, you and I both said this. As, as there was talk during the season that LeBron might come to the Lakers, I said, and I believe you did too, he has to be careful. Because every player of his stature to go to the Lakers, Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, uh, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, every one of them except Elgin Baylor, who wasn't obviously quite as good as LeBron, they won a championship. This is, the Lakers fans are not going to be happy with you just getting us into the playoffs for the first time in six years. They're not going to be happy with going out in the second round. They'll take it this year. But if for four years you don't deliver the title and they look at you as if, okay, he's in movies, he's his businesses are booming, he only came here for that. If they get that impression, it could be ugly. It could I don't I will not say it could hurt his legacy because obviously he's done so much in his 15 years. But to some people, maybe it would. And if it gets bad enough, maybe it could damage his legacy. What do you think? Well, yep, I, I, I don't disagree with that because I think there's a chance that there are Kobe fans who are in attendance at maybe the opener who boo LeBron James. You actually think happy. he could get booed? I, I actually think he could get booed at the opener from the Le- from the Kobe fans who are not happy, who don't want to see LeBron James have success, that would overshadow what Kobe's legacy has been. Do you do you know like Kobe has him like no matter and and people could say LeBron's uh, the goat or or matched up against Michael Jordan, but for Kobe fans, they still hold on to the idea, Chris, that. Kobe won five championship Le- chips. LeBron has only won yeah. three. They can hold on to that. They don't want LeBron to catch Kobe and win two championships or even pass him somehow, some way. Do you know what I mean? To take yeah, away and, from Kobe. And I, so I think that there's some animosity that could be shown against LeBron, even at the Staples Center. That'll be interesting. I don't think he gets booed. And what I would say to those fans, if you're a Kobe fan, then we would assume you're a Lakers fan. 
and maybe they've mixed them together, especially some of the young kids. But if you're if you're a Lakers fan, I can't believe you would pull against LeBron delivering the Lakers a championship. You just saw the mural, though, Chris. That should tell you something. But that, I ev- think I think it was because mainly because they, they it was premature. King of L.A. That was a little bit disrespectful to Kobe. And, and you could even go further with it and say Magic and Kareem and all the other great players who have been here. So I think it was that. Now, it, it's, it's, that's the question we don't know. Would it have been defaced if it had just said, welcome to L.A. King James or something like that? We will continue this conversation with a titleless run in L.A. Hurt LeBron's legacy. Lakers legend, the man, the perfect man to answer this question, Byron Scott has the answer next. But first, let's go to David Gascon for the latest in sports. Gascon, what's happening, man? We got Trout versus Kershaw right now, fellas, at Chavez Ravine. Runner at second base in a tight ball game. It's three up right now in the seventh inning. Jeffrey Marte with a three-run shot against Kershaw to get this game deadlocked. Uh, Padres, they're falling behind. Now they trail the Cubbies 7-2 in the sixth inning. Anthony Rizzo, he's 2-2. for He's scored twice and also has an RBI in this contest. Rays and Twins locked up at 7-up. Earlier today, Marlins were down 5-0 to Philadelphia, and then they scored 10 unanswered to beat them. 10 to 5. Red Sox drop the Blue Jays 5 to 2. Yankees get beat by the Indians today. The pitch swung on, hit high, deep to right center. It is gone. That's how you find a way to beat this bullpen. One swing of the bat. And all star left fielder Michael Brantley hits his 12th. Tribe Radio Network, they get it done 5 to 2. Pirates today walked off on Milwaukee 7 to 6. They swept them, fellas. It was a five game sweep. Sweep, though, of the Milwaukee Brewers. Pirates get it done in extra innings. Cardinals, they drop the Reds 6-4 to four one day after they fired their manager. Skipping on over to the National Football League. Philadelphia Eagles running back Darren Sproles announced today that 2018 will be his final season. FIFA World Cup ended today. France defeating Croatia in the final 4-2. And at Wimbledon this morning, Novak Djokovic won for the fourth time in his illustrious career. Third oldest player ever to win at Wimbledon. He beat Kevin Anderson in straight sets today, 6-2, All right, David, thank you very much. And uh, we're coming to you live again, the odd couple from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And it's our pleasure to welcome in, speaking of the Lakers Speaking of championships, this man won three with the Lakers. Byron Scott, former NBA Coach of the Year. You can follow him at Twitter at at official underscore B Scott. Byron, welcome to the Odd Couple. How you doing? I'm good. Chris, how you doing? I'm great, man. It's great to have you on. And and I'm just going to get right into it. We know that LeBron's murals in L.A. were defaced twice. King of L.A. and all that, vandalized. I'm I'm wondering if that can is a sign that you know there's been talk that LeBron you know he came to the Lakers yeah of course he wants to win and he's gonna try to win a championship but some of this was about business about your transition you know into your, the next phase of your life after you retire maybe after this four year contract about Hollywood and all of that um, and I'm wondering is this the fans' reaction to the mural is this kind of saying look. LeBron, we expect championships. 
Like, this is, we don't want you to come here and vacation for the last four years of your career. We want you to win. That's what the Lakers are about. Do you feel like that the fans here want championship or bust in these four years with LeBron James? Chris, I feel there's a lot of uh, ignorant people out there, first of all, <laughs> to do a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, if anybody who has defaced uh, those mirrors, if they really looked at the history of a LeBron James and know the type of player and the person that he is, uh, they would know that he's thinking about championships, obviously. That's, that's what he plays the game for, is to win championships. But every player in this league you know, should take notice from him or take notes as far as also trying to set up and get ready for, you know, your your career after basketball. And I think a lot of players don't do that enough. You know, they think they're going to play forever, and they go out and they spend all this money and buy all these houses and cars, and then when their career is over a little bit sooner than expected, uh, that's why we have the problem that we have in the NBA today, as you know it too. You know, four years after most of these guys are retired, they're broke. You know, so I, I look at what he's doing as being, number one, a very intelligent basketball player a very intelligent businessman but it doesn't take what he is which is a competitor a guy who wants to win championships and he didn't come here just to uh finish out his career i, I think he came here for a couple of reasons magic johnson and Jeannie buss and the organization obviously and the championships that this organization has won uh, i think was uh appealing to him and to be able to win a championship and bring that championship pedigree back to los angeles it would be a big plus. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I, when he came here, I was happy as can be because of the fact that just him alone, you know, playing with the group of guys that he had before Magic went out and got, you know, Lance Stevenson and, and Rondo and those guys and Jamel McGee, just the group of uh, characters that we had on this team, I, I thought they would get to the playoffs. That's how great he is. So now you add some more, some more guys that are, that are tough, gritty, veterans. Uh, a couple of them have won championships, so they know what it takes. I think that's going to help him as well as the younger guys. But if anybody really here in Los Angeles thinks that he came here just to have a vacation for four years, then they're crazy. Byron, what about the uh, – are there Laker fans and then there are Kobe fans? Because I've heard in doing local L.A. radio, you know, people calling in who are Kobe fans will say, we don't want LeBron. We're, we're not interested in LeBron. We're, uh, we're not happy he's in Los Angeles. Or is that overstated? No, I've heard I've heard that from a few people too, and I, you know, my first question to them most of the time is they say we don't want him. I say who's we? You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you're still talking about the greatest player on the planet right now is LeBron James. When he's with your franchise, it gives your franchise a, a much better chance of winning a title. Uh, so if you're a true Laker fan, you know, if you want to get back to winning, you know, this is a guy that can do that. And there's there there are always going to be you know uh, big time Kobe fans and. And, and Shaq's, and then we can go all the way back to Magic and Cream and guys like that. But if you are a true Laker fan, this is a great move. I mean, I thought Magic, you know, did an unbelievable job of being able to get the top uh, prospect in the free agent market this season to start building this team back up to championship caliber. Byron, we know the Lakers, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, will they get Kawhi Leonard in the trade? But if they stand pat, if this is their team essentially entering next season – how good are they? I mean, I, I think correct me if you think if you think differently, but I think we all think Golden State is obviously the favorite in the West. Where are the Lakers in the pecking order in the Western Conference right now? Well, I think Chris, that's uh, that remains to be seen. Obviously, uh, you know they have definitely jumped up to a playoff uh, contending team. There's no doubt about that with with LeBron and other 
guys that they added. Where do they fit in? I don't know. I, I think when you look at the Western Conference, obviously the Golden State Warriors are a clear-cut favorite. Houston, I thought, um, you know, lost a little bit when they lost yeah. Trevor Ariza. Uh, I, I really think that hurt them, but they're still right there as probably that second-best team. And then, you know, from that point on, you know, I don't think there's no clear-cut favorite in from three all the way down to eight. You know, I mean, Portland surprised us last year and got to eight, and then they got put out by New Orleans. So, you know, you got to look at Anthony Davis and that New Orleans Hornets team. If they stay healthy, uh, or New Orleans Pe- uh, Pelicans team, if they stay healthy, they're probably going to be in that top four or five somewhere in there. Utah had a great year last year. Uh, I-, I think the Lakers can be anywhere from four to eight. It just kind of depends on the, how, how fast that chemistry is developed. Uh, and how how quickly those younger guys really grasp onto uh, what it is to be playing at a championship level on the sing- every single night. Byron, I've been covering the NBA since 1987 and obviously watching it as a kid, and I- I'm not a fan of this NBA where there's a, a lack of competitive balance and we already know basically who's going to be in the finals and, and at the last Four years we had the same two teams in. It's never happened in the NBA in the whole history. The most we ever saw two teams, the same two teams, two years in a row, was the most ever before this four-year run with Golden State and Cleveland. Also, Golden State has a chance to make it to five straight NBA finals this coming year. That hasn't happened since the Celtics in the 50s and 60s. Is this league broken and does, does something need to be done to help the competitive balance so that more teams have a chance to win? Uh, I, I think the short answer to that is yes. Um, you know, but what, I, I have no idea. I think the NBA has tried with the, uh, with the salary structure, you know, um, you know, giving players a chance to earn you know, the Supermax deal. And, and you know, I, I think all that has kind of backfired on them because they thought that that would keep some of these guys at home you know, with their with their original teams and still right. guys are bolting anyway. So I, I don't know what it is that you do right now to fix this because like you said, um, you know, from from a from a competitive standpoint, you know, you want to see parity. You do want to see, you know, four or five or you know, it, it would be great if you had ten great teams and you know, and they're just fighting it out every single every single season. But uh like you said, Golden State is really dominated in the West. Uh and, and I I don't see them getting any, uh, you know, slowing down anytime soon, especially with adding DeMarcus Cousins to the team as well. Uh, I think it's a foregone conclusion that they'll be in their fifth straight, you know, NBA Finals. So East, Eastern Conference is going to be a little bit different now that LeBron is gone. Uh, but, yes, they, I, I, they, there has to be something, you know, done. But, again, uh, I'm, I'm sure Adam Silver is sitting there kind of scratching his head as well and trying to figure out what is that something uh, that they can do in the NBA to bring a little bit more parity to the league. It's the I Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We're joined by NBA legend, former NBA coach of the year, Byron Scott. And Byron, you've been an analyst now. You know, we see you all over the tube talking about the NBA. Do you ever get the itch to get back on the sidelines and coach? You know, Chris, you always get the itch. When, you, when you're watching a game or when you're talking about uh, players and when you're talking about things that are going on in the NBA, you always get that itch. You know, the competitive nature in me, uh, would love to stay on that sideline and, and, and be across from uh, some of the great coaches that we have, like Popovich and Stevens and guys uh, of that nature, Doc Rivers. Um, but you know what? I, I think that ship has passed, and you just kind of, you know, just uh, enjoy life and continue to do. You know, this keeps me real close to the game, and I still love the game of basketball. Um, you know, but I, I think it's built, obviously, a little bit for the, the, the younger generation now. 
Um, you know, I was always called, as you as you know, Chris, always called this old school <laughs> coach, very demanding and all this. But uh, I, I think that's just life. You know, when, when you're in life, you got to be disciplined and, yeah. and, and determined. And, and sometimes you got to be a little bit de- demanding. And sometimes, you know, you got players in this league now, especially now that just can't take that. So um, I always had that itch, man, because I love teaching. Uh, and I love the interaction of being around the players and the other coaches. Uh, because it is an unbelievable atmosphere when it's done right. And that part I'm always missing. Would you consider Byron, college? Byron, oh, okay. I'm, Would you me? consider college? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? You know, the, the, one thing I, the one thing I do think is that, you know, in, in my coaching experience, all these guys that we were getting that were one and done, uh, probably, you know, 70% of them wasn't ready. And, and a lot of them, I mean, when I say ready, I don't mean only – physically uh, I mean mentally as well and uh, I, I remember going through drills and practice a bunch of times with, with the teams that I've had and saying guys you should have learned this in high school so the fundamentals of the mm-hmm. game of basketball I thought wasn't taught to a lot of these guys at very early ages uh, I would love to coach college because of the fact that at least I can get some of these guys you know for one two three or four years or whatever and really teach them how it is to be a professional basketball player and how to play the game of basketball. Because, uh, again, I think a lot of that's lost when they go up. They're just going on, you know, basic talent, but just doing certain drills in practice sometimes. And I'm looking at guys like, really? You know, I mean, I, I did these drills in high school. And it, it just stunts, you know, the process of doing other things or moving on to the next thing that you might have set for practice. So uh, I, I think college would be fun, first of all. And then, again, it would be fun to be around young guys and young kids uh, and, and really trying to help them develop into to young, you know, productive human beings. Byron, last question. Uh, we don't have that much time, but what about the analytics that are in the game now and the whole plus-minus and it's better to take a three than a mid-range jumper and where the game has gone? Because uh, I, I don't know if I'm really feeling, you know, the way the style of play now and, and where we are in the NBA. Well, you know, again, I think you got to coach with the guys you got. I mean, analytics is great when you got guys who can shoot threes, you know. But when you're telling everybody in the league it's better to shoot threes than shoot a mid, you know, mid range two, well, everybody can't shoot threes, you know. And again, you got to play to the strength of the players that you have. So, uh, I, I think it's good and bad at, at times. It just again, depending on the type of personnel that you have, if you got a Golden State where you got three or four guys who are great at shooting threes, then yeah, it's probably better for them to shoot threes than it is to shoot mid range jump shots. But if you got a team that has you know four or five guys and they all shoot in the low twenties and you know from three point range, but they can get to the basket or they can get to that mid range game and knock that down on a consistent basis, that's the strength you got to play to. So I, I think the analytical part of the game of basketball is going you know really crazy because now you know, everybody's looking at that and trying to bring in you know guys that can stretch the floor you know, but some guys just can't you know some guys aren't built that way and you got to play to their strengths. Byron, thanks a lot. We definitely appreciate it. Strong comments there. And uh, thanks for joining the Odd Couple. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. You heard Byron Scott. Our analytics ruining sports. We'll get into it next. Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive, and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. All right, it's the I Couple. You're back with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. And, and Rob, we just had Byron Scott on, former Laker great, former great coach in the NBA. And we talked about the analytics of not just basketball, but sports in general. Um, like you said, you see it in baseball where people are going for the home runs and 
instead of just base hits. And batting averages are a lot lower. Uh, right, it's either strikeout or home run. That's, yeah, that's what it is now. Yeah, and, right. and and it's and obviously similar to the NBA. The Houston Rockets is three pointer or dunk or layup. Anything else, we don't want it. Um, I, I do think I don't. Ruin might be a little strong, might be, but I don't think this is good for the game. The bottom line. Um, I think games, whether it's baseball, football, or basketball, I think what make when they're at their best, there's balance. So in football, I don't want all three yards in a cloud of dust, and I don't want an all aerial show where they don't run the ball. I want right, you, a don't, mix you don't of want the arena football league, right? Yes, you don't exactly. Want that. And you know, NBA, you want some post play, some mid range, some three point shooting. And baseball, I think you want some small ball. Heck, I used to love stolen bases, Lou Brock, Ricky Henderson. I mean, and you want home runs as well, like. I, I don't like the way this analytic stuff is taking sports. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that it's uh, a little short-sighted. I think even if you look in baseball, here we are. You know, another reason why guys' averages are down too, Chris, is is all the shifting. You know, they yep. have all this all this data. So if you're a left-handed batter, they take the third baseman and put him in the in the hole. You used <laughs> to get base hits, right? Yeah. So now you hit guys playing short right field, and you can't get any hits, you know, because they got all the fielders. In they know where you hit the ball, basically. Right. right, they have all these charts and all this stuff, and I think it's gone overboard. I really do. I just think it's really, really rough. And then you're asking people to try to hit the ball the other way because there's no fielders over there. Is that really how the game was supposed to be played or not, and I and I get once in a while if somebody's just a dead pull hitter doing it, but they do it on every batter now. Yep. They don't want anybody to get a hit. Yeah, and, and and look, let's just keep it real. Uh, in a lot of cases, it's guys that that didn't even play the sports, or certainly not at a high level. There's a few, no, right? But a lot of them didn't play in high school, didn't play in college, or maybe they they stopped playing in high school that are determining the future of these games. And, you know, I even go back, and now this is really maybe an extreme, but I used to love seeing a pitcher go a complete game. I think even beyond analytics, even over-specialization yes. takes a little something away from the game. And you and guys are getting hurt as much, probably more, than they used to. I'm specifically thinking about pitchers. But, you know, guys used to throw complete games, and we just don't see it anymore. Uh, but we'll get back into some of that and some NFL talk in the next hour on The Odd Couple. What's happening, folks? It is The Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard, my man Rob Parker with me. You can follow him on Twitter at, at @RobParkerFS1. You can get me at, at Chris underscore Broussard. And as always, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com. For a free rate quote, we've got NFL scribe and uh, broadcaster with Sirius Alex Marvez coming up in a few minutes. But we've been talking LeBron the last hour. We want to get to a few of your calls before we go to Marvez. So let's go to Lester in Texas. What do you have to say about LeBron James? Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say hello to Mr. Rob, Rob Parker. Uh I, you know, I lived in Detroit for about 16 years, and uh, I remember, you know, just listening to Rob's voice, uh, 
you know, he was with the free press at the time. And, uh, you know, it brings back the days of the bad boys. That, that was a good time. Oh, yeah. A, <laughs> very good time. With, That's uh, ancient with, history, with, boy. With, with, with the bad boys, right. <laughs> and, uh, and I say congratulations, Rob, on your nomination to the award that you got. And right, I'll, and the journalist of the year, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. And I enjoyed your New York accent. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and also, I'd like to ask you one question, uh, Rob, is that how did how do you think uh, Joe Dumas' decision not to draft Carmelo, how, how do you think that affected his career? Well, you know, Detroit had just won a championship, and uh, – I'm just wondering what. No, they I, hadn't. They hadn't won. They didn't yet. win, right? They. they I don't won. know if they win oh, that I, with I, Melo. I, oh, I thought they had just come out the championship. No, no, no. That's what made it so unusual. Is that uh, they were able to get a player of that caliber, that high, or that draft pick, and then they had a team that could win, so they were being able to add it. And Chris, I'm with you. I'm not positive. You remember that. Tayshawn Prince had the huge block of yep. Reggie Miller, yep. which changed the course of that series, right? And I don't know, with Larry Brown and Carmelo and not playing deep, you remember that team was all about defense, holding people under 80 points. I, I'm not so sure they win that championship with uh, Carmelo yeah. rather than the way it is. I'm not saying that they might not have won it eventually or down the road, but I'm not so sure. That's a great point. I, I used to always think that obviously Carmelo Anthony is a great player and better than Darko Milicic, but it would have changed the makeup of that team. You know, if, if Melo steps in there, he probably from day one would have been the best offensive player, and it would have changed the dynamic. You had such great chemistry with Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, you know, and then Tayshawn, fit in perfectly because he was a great defender and he wasn't worried about his offense so he fit in perfectly that would have been Carmelo Anthony in that spot so I'm with you maybe later down the line they would have won it but it would have been tough that year let's take one more call before we go to Alex Marvez we got Santos in Arkansas welcome to the odd couple hello people how you guys doing great man Hey, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to give Sean Payton a quick shout-out for the New Orleans Saints. Go Saints, baby. But um, I would like to give LeBron James all the props possible because the young man is playing at a high level, and he's not facing the competition that Michael Jordan faced at the time period that he played in the NBA. You know, every city and state he went to, he had competition in New York, you know, Florida, California. Whereas LeBron, he has competition, but it's not as stiff as it was when Michael Jordan played. That's debatable. Um, I, I think these super teams have made one or two teams better. Like, Jordan, to me, never faced a team like this Warriors team during his six-year championship run. Um, now, he, you can say he did in the 80s, certainly, but he never beat those teams, the Birds, Celtics, the Bad Boy Pistons. You know, the Bulls, I mean, uh, the Lakers with Magic. So uh, I, I would say that, that LeBron is facing very stiff competition too. Um, except, let's go, for in the, except for in the least in conference. Yeah, they, no, there's no question about that. There's no question about that. Let's bring in Alex Marvez as we shift to football. Sirius XM NFL radio host. And you can follow him on Twitter at, at Alex Marvez. Alex, welcome to the show. I want to get to it because um, I'm wondering how in the world 
uh, this thing is going to play out. The LaShawn McCoy situation. Um, obviously, it's just an ugly situation with his uh, former girlfriend and the accusations of assault. Um, but this is tough. I mean, you're hearing it from his side, straight denials. You're hearing from her friends, but then her attorney isn't as strong as her friends is in going against LaShawn. Like, how's the NFL going to deal with this situation? I think they're hoping something shakes out from the police within the next 10 days or so, and that's when the Buffalo Bills are set to report to training camp. Now, there's something called the commissioner's exempt list, and I love the wording of this. This is officially how this is worded. A special player status available to clubs only in unusual circumstances. (laughs) That's all it says. And, well, I guess uh, being accused of hiring some thugs to pistol whip a woman to get back your jewelry, (laughs) if that is indeed accurate, yeah, that would be pretty unusual circumstance, you would have to say. Although, you know, one thing I think the NFL may be looking at here, you know, in the aftermath of all this, a lot of folks have gone back and looked at some things that Shady McCoy was uh, accused of, you know, uh, some things that happened. Remember, he had that ladies-only party that he had to cancel, but there was some fallout from that. I I mean, it's just, uh, again, uh, the nickname Shady stems from something else. It's not meant to be like the guy's a shady individual, but it's sure coming across that way. (laughs) With all this, by the way, the Buffalo Bills, they're really sort of, I don't want to say helpless. They cannot put him on the commissioner's exempt list. It has to be Roger Goodell's decision. But listen, it would take them off the hook if indeed there is a question whether or not this happened and the NFL is looking into it. And and listen, if he doesn't play, it is a huge blow to the Buffalo Bills offense because it's going to slow the development of Josh Allen because it's just one major part of that team that's not going to be there. Yeah, this is this is uh, another one of those things that the NFL just has to wind up dealing with. And Roger Goodell, to me, has been one of the worst commissioners in handling these big situations. He's he's fumbled the ball so many times with the wrong sentences, or or, or I should say penalties or f- suspensions. And then uh, how many times has he had to come back and change or lower the suspensions? Of players, I mean, will this be another one where Roger Goodell will be looked at, Alex, as whether and how he has a handle on these things? Because it always seems that no matter what happens in front of him, he's always has to backpedal and change or lighten sentences that he sends out or, or penalties. I shouldn't say sentences, penalties that he's done. Will this be another one that people will look to see how Roger Goodell handles this and how the NFL comes off? And I think you can create another column for that as well, which would be, uh, you know, things that you're, you're so stubborn that you're still going to insist that it happened, i.e. Tom Brady and the deflategate situation and refuse to strike any sort of compromise and refuse to even consider the, the, you know, laws of science as far as how this goes. It was, you know, again, a presumption of guilt, much like it was with, with Zeke Elliott, a presumption of guilt. And that is what the collective bargaining agreement has given Roger Goodell. And he has been allowed to take that power in the NFL Players Association because they can't get their act together, has continued to allow him to have that type of jurisdiction. And that's what but, this but comes also, down to also, in so many ways. Yep, but Alex, also how poorly he handled the, the Ray Rice I mean, the bounty gate, you remember he threw the book at everybody. Well, keep and going. Had to, we could, Rob, I listen, mean, you just, I mean, you can just keep going for it. I agree with you on this. I do think, though, in the case of Shady McCoy, we're still trying to find out stuff. And, in fact, listen, that we'll find out from the team. The team, what about Kim Pagula? You know what I mean? What about the Pakula family that owns the team? When do you start making a statement about this? You know, when do you start being concerned 
about this sort of stuff going on with your players off the field. Remember, this is the same group that stood by Richie Incognito as he was allegedly throwing racial slurs at Yannick Ngakwe in Week 17. And they only cut Richie after he, you know, it seemed like, you know, he had an episode where he asked for his release and he was going to retire and now he's going to play again. And we know Richie has a history of, you know, unfortunately, you know, some mental disorder type stuff. So, you know, I guess I don't want to say par for the course with him, but this happened before. But this franchise has to step up and say something as well at some point, right? 100%. Sometimes it's bigger than football, and it's a representation of ownership and the city. You know, you have to stand for something. It's just I understand you want to win football games, but, you know, and obviously you got to get all the facts and make sure you're, you know, just don't yep. uh, overreact to situations, and I get that. But at some time, at some point, Alex, it's bigger than football. I agree with you. And listen, again, let's hope the stuff with Shady isn't true. If it is, another black eye for the NFL. Bad news for the Buffalo Bills and bad news for everyone involved. Well, you, you mentioned the NFL PA uh, when we were talking about Roger Goodell. And are they – what do you see happening with them? Because there's obviously been complaints about them giving Goodell the power to be judge, jury, and executioner. And yep. now you got players, Ty Gurley and others, coming out and saying – we deserve guaranteed contracts. Do they just need to look in the mirror and say, look, our union is weak and we need to strengthen it? Or do you see some other option for them? Like, how does this, how do you think this plays out? Well, I mean, right now, DeMora Smith has been reelected. I mean, and, and if yeah, there was any. That's right. So, so, I mean, that's, that's part of the problem you have here. I mean, listen, and, and he is very insulated. You know, the executive uh, you know, branch of the NFL Players Association makes sure that D. Smith is allowed to do his job. They pretty much do a good job if there is a, an attempt at a palace coup of quashing it. So, you know, there's right. So, now all it is, it's leaning on D. Smith. And I think, again, they're, what they're hoping on for 2021 when the collective bargaining agreement expires is that enough players are willing to take a stand, save their money, and fight for whatever things that they want, whether it's guaranteed contracts. What you know, whatever it is that they want to have, that they're willing to miss a season for it, and they're thinking that'll get mm. the NFL's attention. That's the only way it's going to matter because you could hold out. The owners don't care about the quality of the game if guys miss an entire off-season program. People are still going to tune in. They're still going to gamble. They're still going to watch. It's still part of their weekends. You know, it's when you start taking away Sundays and people, much like those who, who stop watching after the uh, the national anthem situation, they found out, hey, there's life outside of football. Well, I mean, that's what can happen here with the NFL. They may never get viewers back, quite honestly. If they walk away from the game in 2021, there's enough challenges as it is with the sports, such as keeping someone's attention span for three hours, you know, just yeah. let alone everything else that goes with it, you know, an expanding digital audience and, you know, the way that the world works. So, I mean, that's really what the PA has to do. If they can stress to players, and it's not even, by the way, it's not even today's players. That's the thing that's crazy about it. It's today's rookies. You know what I mean? Because they're the ones that are still going to be playing. A lot of the veteran guys are going to be out, but that's where it has to start, reaching out to players in college, reaching out to young players, hoping for some young leadership, and being willing to miss a season if you have to, which is a brutal thing for players, especially guys that are in their early 30s. Alex, help me. Last thing, we don't have that much time left, but the going into training camps, and I know we're still about a month away or whatever, but the Eli Manning thing and the Giants is the one thing I just cannot get over convince me that I've seen his numbers, I've watched the last few years, I, I don't think there's much left. Am I crazy or, or do the Giants know better than everybody else? 
No, I, you know, I think it's somewhere in between. But, you know, he hasn't had a marquee running back behind him since Tiki Barber, really. I mean, Brandon Jacobs was a, was a pounder, but he's not Saquon Barkley. And for the first time, he has, a, I, mean, an, I mean, since Tiki, he has an elite-level running back behind him. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. makes him a better quarterback. Now, is he, you know, what he was a few years ago? No. I, I get that, but I think they're hoping that the defense is good enough and that this offense has enough weapons around him that they're going to be better. And I, I do think there's actually going to be a better team, a much better team than what they were. Maybe maybe they even get close to 500 again. Maybe they even push for the division title. I'm pretty bullish on the Giants, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see it only because having a great running back still is not going to stop you from throwing interceptions. Well, and if Eli keeps doing that, maybe it'll be Davis Webb or Kyle Lauletta, the fourth-round pick oh, out man. of Richmond. Well, Alex, look, you know my partner's a hater, man. So he's <laughs> he's an award-winning hater, though. He Honored is, earlier is. this he's week by the one. National Association of Black Journalists, I believe a Lifetime Achievement Award, if I'm not mistaken. So journalist he's going to be a rookie of the year. For, I mean, uh, uh, sports journalist of the year. Thank you so much. See what Alex. I mean? That's, That's what I'm nice. talking about. You know? So nah, come on, now he's he's you know all the hate has gotten him this far. So let's not slow him down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, great job as always, man. Thanks a lot, and uh, keep an eye on this shady stuff for us. I got you guys covered. Talk soon. Thanks again. All right. Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, is considering a move that Rob Parker says would mean the death of the NBA, and I could not disagree more. We'll debate next. The Odd Couple, Chris Broussard, Rob Parker. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And Rob, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, spoke recently about some changes that he'd like to see or that they're certainly considering for the NBA, one of which was getting rid of the age requirement, which is basically 19 years of age. You have to be one year removed from your high school graduating class before you go into the league. In other words, the one-and-done rule. So you would allow players to go straight into the NBA out of high school. He'd like to see that done by 2021. But something that could be – you know, maybe could happen before then and something that, especially with LeBron James going to the Western Conference, has really got picked up a little bit of steam is the notion of seeding the playoff teams one through 16. Now, I've been a proponent of this for several years as the West has just been so much better than the Eastern Conference. And I would love to see that rule implemented, but under one condition. And that one condition is that you redo the schedule and you even it out. Because right now it's not fair. It wouldn't be fair because the Western Conference teams are playing a tougher schedule because they play each other more than the Eastern Conference teams play Western teams. And so they're playing a tougher schedule. So just saying who has the better record isn't fair. I say you even out the schedule. You essentially play every team three times, and then you take the best 16 records and you see them tournament style, and that's the new playoff format. I think it'd be tremendous, but you disagree. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I think you would alienate the Eastern Conference right now. I think, uh, you know, there would be a lot. I don't know. You want New York and uh, some of these other big cities, East Coast, to not be involved in the playoffs. Not not just be. Not, New York not has have in a, rep- a long time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just talking about. I'm the, I mean, from a representation 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 standpoint, 
where the Eastern Conference or the Eastern Seaboard, where most people in the country live. I just those are just the facts as far as numbers. I think that's a dangerous thing to make uh, those cities irrelevant and not part of it, even in a rooting interest East versus West, where you have two teams from the West in the championship and the rest of the country shut off. I I just don't think that that's a good thing from that standpoint. I get it. You know, these things are cyclical, Chris. Sometimes the Eastern Conference used to be the the, the most dominant conference. It's been conference. like 20 years, though. No, man. I know, but there was I a mean, time when it was the cyclical. East. When, yeah, and, but and it here, was. It, there was a time when, when Michael Jordan and the teams in the East were the better teams. So I get that. I don't think it's a good thing. I love the notion about the uh, one and done. That should be eliminated. That never should have been done. That was David Stern. I thought it was a mistake at the time. I think it's wrong. If people are willing, if you don't think a kid is willing and, 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 and able to make the league right, don't draft him. Don't put it on the onus on the kid. Don't draft him if he's not ready. You know what I mean? Well, not, and now, not make a rule. I mean, let him go to the G League. You know, before the player couldn't go to the what was then called the D League. Now, if he's not good enough, if you draft him in the second round or late in the first or wherever and he's just not ready, you can send him to the G League and he can get ready. Or if a guy, you know, because there have been high school players that came out and never really played in the NBA. Well, now they could go to the G League. And so, and then, you know, that that settles that. But as far as the conferences or the playoff format, here's why I think it will work. And, again, if they don't even out the schedule, then I say just keep it east-west because we're used to that tradition and leave it the way it is. But if they were to do it, first of all, Boston and Philadelphia, which obviously are along that eastern seaboard, I mean, those are teams that are are good and, and going to be contenders for the foreseeable future. You know, Philadelphia, obviously, with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, Boston with Kyrie and, you know, all that they have, Brad Stevens as the coach. So they're going to be factors. So you're really not, you know, eliminating the eastern east coast from – their NBA teams being factors. Uh, that's number one. Number two is that well, the well, NBA. I'm saying, it, I'm saying it from this standpoint, Chris. If you pick the 16 teams and 14 are from the West and Boston and Philadelphia, that's eliminating the I East Coast. I don't think that would be the case. I'm just saying. I mean, that's be. rare. But here's the thing. The NBA, and this is my second part of my argument, the NBA has done such a good job of marketing individuals. I mean, the league is essentially about the superstars all more so than the teams. And I think, like, fans in New York, while certainly they love the Knicks and they want the Knicks to be a factor, but fans in New York who love the NBA, fans in D.C., Philadelphia, Boston, Atlanta, wherever, who love the NBA, they're going to be into it if it's LeBron James and the Lakers versus Steph Curry and the Warriors, or James Harden and Chris Paul and the Rockets versus Russell Westbrook and Paul George of Oklahoma City. Like, even if – I, I believe that because, you know, the NBA is about these superstars. And so a fan in New York, while his Knicks might be in the doldrums, if he's into Westbrook, he's into LeBron, he's into Damian Lillard or whoever. So I think they're, they will still be into the playoffs – because of those superstars, even if their teams aren't factors. 
Yeah, I, I hear you, but I'm not buying into it. I think NBA America, there's a lot of disgruntled NBA fans, and, and, and I get it. The stars are the ones that people keep talking about. There's another 25 teams that people don't care about and don't talk about. We talk about the same four or five teams and four or five guys, LeBron and 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 uh, the Golden State Warriors, and we talk about uh, Russell Westbrook and OKC, and then there's these other 25 teams that nobody ever talks about and that don't matter. So I'm not so sure. I think people think so. And you also got to remember for life after LeBron and life afterwards to make sure that you keep some traditions in place in the league. I think the commissioner will be making a big, mis- a huge mistake if they go this way. Even ask LeBron James, who put up the stop sign when this thing was brought to his attention. He thinks it's a mistake. He, he doesn't the like East. the idea of it. <laughs> no, but I still think that what he what he was saying was real. And I think that LeBron, even LeBron thinks it's a bad idea. And I will endorse LeBron on this. It is a bad idea. Leave the league the way it is. Things will shake out eventually. Conferences will change. Teams will change. Something has to give here. I, I don't like it. Well, one of the funniest men on the planet, Frank. Frank Caliendo, a, a big favorite of mine, he joins us next. But first, let's get to David Gascon for the latest in sports. Guys, a couple things real quick in Major League Baseball. Red Sox won today. Yankees lost at Cleveland as they head into the All-Star break. Milwaukee Brewers have lost six in a row, and they got swept in a five-game set by the Pirates today in walk-off fashion, 7-6. Dodgers just beat the Angels 5-3, and it was the Twins walking off with a Brian Dozier slam in the 10th, 11-7 over the Rays. FIFA World Cup action, France is your winner today. They won the final, beating Croatia 4-2 at Wimbledon. It's the fourth time in his career, but Novak Djokovic is now your Wimbledon champion. He's the third oldest player ever to win at Wimbledon as he beat Kevin Anderson in straight sets. And in some sad news this morning, Hamilton Spectator reporting that Ray Emery, former NHL goaltender with the Senators, Flyers, Blackhawks, and Ducks, drowned. He's at the age of 35. And uh, what a sad story that is. Oh, my God. Yeah, no question. No question. Um, Tough one to end on, Gascon. Now now we got to go into sports. (laughs) But uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Studio radio radio studios, it's easy easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And uh, before we get to our next guest, Frank Caliendo, the comedian who does great, terrific impersonations, uh, we're going to take uh, a couple of callers. Let's go to Gary in Indiana, uh, wants to talk about LeBron. Gary in Indiana, you there? Okay, no good. Let's go to Brent. Okay, we, we do have Frank Caliendo now, so we'll get to some of your calls a bit later. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at, at Frank Caliendo, C-A-L-I-E-N-D-O, or check him out on frankcaliendo.com for tour dates and locations. One of my favorites, Frank, man, welcome to the Eye Couple. How are you? Hey, great to talk with you guys. Man, it's great to have you. Now, look, let's just get right into it. Um, one of the guys, I follow you on Twitter. And somebody that I see you making a fun of a lot is LeVar Ball. 
<laughs> Tell me about that. And and if you do, I don't know if you do an impersonation of him or not. But uh, uh, not a ton. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of the things. He just seems to always be out there when there's trouble. So especially with the Lakers, but. He's uh, the only thing I ever say with him is big ball of brand, baby. <laughs> Which is, he, if you watch him, he's kind of little Richard. Watch what he does sometimes. He'll do this glare off to the side, and it's very little Richard. It's like he's almost stealing little Richard's move. So, uh, it's it, it, pay attention to that. But yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with like Gruden or something because I. Whenever I whenever I need to t- sell tickets somewhere, I just go to an immediate. I'll tell you what, man, it's time to get some tickets to the show, man. <laughs> oh no, I doubt love about you, it, Gruden. What? Gruden is one of my favorites that you do. Yeah, Gruden and John Madden are 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 both spot on. But but what about LeBron? Is LeBron impossible to do? Uh, I don't is he think hard? he's impo- I don't think he's impossible to do. But when guys are younger, when people are younger, it's difficult because as people get older, they become more almost the caricature of themselves and they get uh they get bigger and bigger and bigger so as athletes i guess i mean if you look back to even like Shaq, people did little bits of impressions of him but and charles barkley but as they got to be analysts now everybody's doing that you know i can believe that's just the way it is everybody all right here it is so, <laughs> and, he, and sometimes he has to have barkley there i'm as rosetta stone so i'm going to explain what it just said he said he thought that the lakers were doing a really good job but there's difficulty in what's happening and what's going on rapper lincoln's doing a fantastic job you know like i didn't know Shaq said that much holy cow <laughs> well you have a show coming up in cleveland it's for charity july 18th at hilarity is fourth street theater uh, the proceeds will go to the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, so that's that's a great thing you're doing. What will that be like going back to Cleveland, knowing you know now LeBron's gone? Will you work on the LeBron impression, or will you deal with that topic? Or, or? You want me to get hurt? What are you doing? What? Are you doing? <laughs> well, uh, no. Uh, I don't know if you can do a Francisco Lindor. Uh, impression or anything? <laughs> well, my wife is from Cleveland, so there's a lot of ties there that I have already. Um, but no, I, you know, I'm actually working now, and I, I don't want to get away from that on this phone call because that's what we're, we're talking about. But actually, in my act, I'm working about getting away from the impressions because I found that all the people I do impressions of are either getting in trouble or, uh, or not as relevant anymore. So then you, you have to come up with the new impressions all the time to even write the bits. So I've been even talking about family and stuff like that. But some of the people are always relevant. Charles Barkley is one of those guys. I mean, during the, during the Western Conference Finals, and I, here's what I love about Charles, and, and it's the honesty. He comes 100% from honesty. And at the beginning, years ago, when he was a player, he said, I am not a role model. And then he went out there and proved it over and over and over. <laughs> he set up his character, and then he could do it. But when he said that, I want to punch Draymond Green in the face, I was like, what? And then they made him apologize. You could tell he didn't want to apologize, but he did apologize, and he did something he could live with. He was honest to himself, and he's like, I apologize for recognizing that Draymond Green has such a punchable face. (laughs) (laughs) That's not not an apology, but everybody let him get away with it. So it's great. Uh, And he's he's one of those guys, and last time I saw him, he's like, Frank, you got to keep doing it. I'm like, why is that? Because every time you do it, I end up making more money. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And and, and do you get, I, I know, like, it's so hard 
when you do something and people love it and then you go out and everybody like always asks you to keep doing it. It's like you go to a concert and uh, I'm going to just pick, um, you go to a uh, to a uh, Fleetwood Mac concert or something and you want them to play the songs that you know and yet they want to play new stuff. Do you know what I mean? Is right. That no, and that's what this, that's, that's, you've hit on kind of what this tour is that I'm doing because I'm doing all these small club rooms and stuff like that and it's the the one that people always want to hear from me is John Madden. They don't even ask me. They're like, do some John Madden. And I just have a reflex, and the reflex, I just go, <laughs> boom. And that usually seems to be enough. But sometimes people are like, do a little more, and I'm like, here's a guy getting a little greedy right now. So <laughs> that's the kind of stuff I talk about, and I'm trying to transition from doing, like, being known as this. It's like being a magician. You have all these magic tricks, and that's all people want to see are the magic tricks. And when your producer had brought, uh, brought you guys up and said, uh, you know, can you call into the show? I was like, absolutely, I love those guys. Or uh, I, was, I tried to work on, I tried, they, they said, can you do impressions of the guys? I'm like, well, not really, but I can tell you where it come from. Because I listen I, I to you guys pretty closely, and I don't have it yet. But, uh, Rob, you're, you're from, are you originally from, like, New York, East Coast? Yeah, I'm from New York City, absolutely. New York City, yeah, because I'm from New York City. You have that there, <laughs> and, and you kind of push things out, and you say things. Like, this is, and I listen to this whole thing because I don't want to get myself in trouble with you, but I, every okay. time I listen to Rob, uh, or most of the time, I'm like, I can't believe he really believes that. There's no way he really believes that. And lately, I've found myself agreeing with you more and more, and now I'm finding myself crazy. see see where it comes and and the problem is some impressions are very close to others it's like you wouldn't always see it but george w bush is close to tara bradshaw and you keep going it's chris rock so they're very (laughs) but with that with that brooklynish kind of thing that uh you know that new york kind of thing you if i amp you up rob it becomes tracy morgan oh that's crazy (laughs) that's what i'm talking about what's that all about Can't Dude, you're LeBron absolutely didn't right, show though. Up for his pizza, LeBron didn't show up for his pizza party. <laughs> that? That's Man, great. That, that, That's that great. is great. I'm a, he's right. I'm going to admit, when I was at the other network uh, that you've been on before, and I would hear, listen to you on a morning radio show and do all these impersonations of, of personalities at the network, and I would be sitting there like, man, I want him to do me. I want him to do me. And, and you never did. Well, I, um, I get close, but sometimes you lose it. I find it. You have, you have a way of making two syllables out of the word did. You'll be like, he did. There's that. <laughs> and you repeat it and you say, he did. And there's a, you have a, a rasp in your voice. And, and, there's, but it's, and I don't, I don't want to offend. It's not what I'm trying to do. But there's a, that's almost a squeakiness there at times. And you, when you go and uh, you're doing it, that's what I was trying to get on, but my voice only, it's like training your voice. It's like you have to get muscle memory, and it just fades into something else, too, all the time. It's, for you, it's actually kind of a little close to Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans <laughs> talks like this a little bit. So it's in there, but then you find it go further and, and uh, uh, project more, and it's in that area. But again, like I said, you, when, I, when I try to find these people, Ted Koppel, John Madden, and uh, they're they're close to each other, and then I can, and that's even close to Bill Walton. Uh, I remember being at Berkeley. Black is a beard. How great is this? Enjoy yourselves. Go for the world. Time is the of the essence. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's just me. 
We're talking with Frank Caliendo, the comedian on The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Chris Broussard on your Sunday and uh, having a ball. I was going to say, come on, let's talk we're, Let's talk about dogs, daughters, and coffee. That's my New York when I really uh, <laughs> get lazy with my speech. But um, we really enjoy you and the sports guys. And I, I just think it's one of those things. And I know what you're trying to do, separate yourself so you're not pinned in and doing the same thing over and over, Frank, but hold on to some of that. Cause, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it'll always be a piece of me. I'm just trying to, to I, right now I've been doing a thing, uh, my son, I haven't seen him for two weeks because he plays a video game called Fortnite, and <laughs> so I've been doing these Fortnite bits, and I've, in, I've uh, integrated the Fortnite dances into my act, not only with as myself, but different characters, and it's it's just crazy. So uh, it, it's a lot of stuff. But that, yeah, I will not lose the impressions uh, uh, at all, at like 100%. Always be a little piece. But the stories are more what I'm going for and, uh, and just getting a little piece of me out there. But, uh, but, but it's fun. All right, Frank, before we let you go, I'm going to ask you a special request. I, I know one of your best impersonations is Mike Tyson. I want to ask you, can you do a Mike Tyson explaining why boxing is better than MMA? <laughs> it's going to sound like Jen o, Jen, Jerry Leno doing it. They're the same <laughs> voice. In boxing, you've got to really pay attention up top, and then in MMA, you're down the ground. They're resting half the time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bailed on it. I bailed no, on that it pretty good. quickly. That was good. That was good. Well, look, Frank Caliendo, tremendous comedian, if you're in Cleveland, you got to check him out July 18th at Hilarious, Hilarity's 4th Street Theater. And go to frankcaliendo.com to check out uh, where he might be. And if he's in a city near hey, you, you definitely Chris, know where can I throw out Philly, Philly on July 19th, too? Uh, yes, that's a, that's, Those are both next week. So Cleveland and Philly next week, uh, two places LeBron was looking at and not having pizza parties at either. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's at the punchline in, uh, in, in Philadelphia. Right, right. Well, my man, thanks a lot. And coming up next, it's the hottest radio game show in the country. It's the I couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And it is time for Sources Say. All right, David Gascon, you ready for us? I am. I, this time I have a rooting. Uh, I have a rooting <laughs> choice right now. It's I'm, been lopsided. It's like the Western Conference versus the oh, East. Oh, up oh, here, man. Golden Gascon, State, you gonna let him talk Toronto. bad about me? I am. I am. This is like the <laughs> NFC versus the AFC back in the day, like in the right, 80s right, and 90s. Right, right. right now, Straight- I'm Dallas. He's the Denver Broncos. <laughs> hey, wow. you better, hey, you better knock that off, Chris Broussard. <laughs> Wow. All right, gentlemen, sources say Chris Broussard and Rob Parker right here on Fox Sports Radio. Question number one, former Knicks great Charles Oakley is facing up to six years in jail after he was caught in Vegas trying to pull a $100 chip from his total bet when he realized he was about to lose his third hand. Huh. Rob Parker, you're in D.C. My source is true or false? They are true, unfortunately, for Oakman, who's one of my favorite all-time <laughs> athletes to watch play basketball and to also just be around. Chris, I love Oak to watch play basketball, Rob Parker. Come on. 
Yeah, I'm just talking I love about. Hope, but, but you know what you I'm like saying is Chris. <laughs> no, I'm That's just saying that I like the guy who like who that. played hard all the time and gave his all all the time. True, That's all. I give you that. True, and and that story is true too, gentlemen. Oh. That's a good start. What a surprise. Falcons rookie Romarius Smith earned his nickname Ito after a family member once said he looked like Judge Lance Ito, the judge from the O.J. Simpson trial. Chris Broussard, am I sources true or false? <laughs> um, I'm going to say true. Rob Parker? Judge Ito? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't just be looking too, on Google either, man. It sounds too bizarre. Stalling. Oh, I'm looking on Google. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna say false. I, I just, I just think what? There's only one judge, Edo. Gentlemen, man, oh, Rob I'm, Parker. I'm, here we go I'm, again. I quit. Already behind the eight ball. <laughs> here we go back to Rob Parker and sources say Fox Sports Radio with Chris Broussard. Rob Parker, a Nigerian media company, is suing Floyd Mayweather five million bucks after they claim he backed out of an agreement to make five public appearances in 2017 without returning the two hundred ten thousand dollar advancement they had paid him. Rob, are my sources true or false? Now that sounds true, and and. <sighs> You know, like there would be some bad deal when it comes to money and not uh, Chris, living up Chris to has, it. Chris has you busted in the head right now. You're really pondering this. <laughs> wow. I am. I, I am. I got to think about it because I, I, every time I pick something, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say it's true. All right. Chris, what do you I got? do think that's true. That sounds a lot like Floyd, and he probably thought he could pull one over on Nigeria because um, they're known as, you know, they, they they do things differently there. That's their reputation. So I'm going to say true. Gentlemen. Sit on a throne. Wow. wow. So check this out. You guys are sort of right, because they are suing him, but only for $2 million, not for five. Oh, look oh, at see, that. See, <laughs> little, all right, all right. Adam. That's, that's- that's cheap. <laughs> it is, but it works. Adam Pacman Jones got into a fight with an air, uh, airport employee in Atlanta. Police determined Pacman was just defending himself and will not face any charges. Gentlemen, Chris Broussard, are my sources true or false? I, look, I saw that haymaker he laid that dude out with, and he was just defending himself. I don't even think Pacman wanted to fight, so I'm going to say true. Rob? I'm going to say true as well. Oh, man, reluctantly he says it. Gentlemen? Got it right, Rob Parker. Nice job. I had to. He's throwing in some easy ones to get Rob some points. That is true. A family you only got one up on me. <laughs> That's all goodness. it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> Guys, a family in New Orleans held a wake for their recently deceased son. And at the wake, the son was dressed in a Kyrie Irving jersey, Boston Celtics, and seated upright in a chair playing NBA 2K. Chris, are my sources true or false? Um, this is like straight up weekend at Bernie style. He was. This is at his wake. Yes, but he had to be. You said he was sitting up. Yes, I'm gonna say false because I don't. I I I don't. I'm gonna say false. All right, Rob. What do you got? I'm gonna say your sources are morbid, but I'm gonna say it's true. Oh, oh, oh we're locked up three okay. three. All right, all right. Oh man, all last right. one. All Yankees Double right. A affiliate, the Trenton Thunder, had a game delayed this week for over an hour after it was discovered that squirrels had chewed through the wiring to their scoreboard. 
Rob Parker, you can lead us off here. My source is true or false? Absolutely true. All right, absolutely, huh? Chris, what do you got? I think it's true, but I'm going to say false just to break the tie, so false. Oh, Chris Broussard again. What's that, like 18 straight weeks or something where I'm beating Man, Rob, you're like Bryce Harper. You're just striking out left and right. Right, right. And no homers, though. He don't hit homers <laughs> oh, like Bryce Harper. The Eye Couple will be back talking more LeBron next. Coming into the tournament, then went 6-0 and with one tie in the tourney after tying its last tune-up game against the U.S. last month, amazingly 1-1. France will host the Women's World Cup next summer, also on Fox TV. Novak Djokovic took the Wimbledon final in straight sets over Kevin Anderson, who had played two long fifth sets in the previous two rounds. It's the fourth career title there at Wimbledon for Djokovic and his 13th career major. He was seeded 12th this time in the tournament. He'd missed much of the past year after elbow surgery. Golf's British Open is this week, starting late Wednesday night our time. The major will be in Scotland. Ricky Fowler tied for sixth place at this weekend's Scottish Open, falling six shots back today. Baseball wins for the Cubs in Colorado, for Oakland and the Dodgers. All-star break now. I'm Steve DeSager. We are Yes, indeed, we are back. It is Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at at Chris underscore Broussard. Rob is at at Rob Parker FS1. We're coming to you live, as always, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And we've been talking about LeBron James, the man of the hour, the man of every hour, Obviously, has shaken up the entire sports world, particularly the NBA, by coming to Los Angeles, joining the Lakers. And some people, a good number of people, have a sense that he's done this. Yeah, of course he wants to try to win championships. And, you know, of course he's going to give it his all and, and make the Lakers as good as he can. But if he doesn't, it's all right because, you know, he's also – you know, working on his businesses and he's going to become a business mogul and take over Los Angeles and he's going to be in Hollywood. There already, Rob, was a story that came out about uh, him, you know, a comedy uh, movie, I think, that they're working on and uh, with, I don't know if it's Sony, but, you know, there, there's stuff in the works with LeBron in Hollywood already. And uh, I'm just looking at it like, the fans in L.A., obviously a lot of them are glad to have him here and they've been welcoming, welcoming him here, but some haven't. Some have, you know, who maybe be our Kobe Bryant fans. They've defaced his mural. Uh, they said King of L.A. Uh, some have been upset that he didn't show up at a pizza party in Culver City that he, you know, I guess said he might show up to. Um, and I'm starting to think, you know what? They don't want just a farewell tour. They don't want just, you know, LeBron coming here, playing well for a few years, getting the Lakers back to the playoffs, to the second round of the playoffs. They want titles. They want championships. And you wonder if he doesn't deliver that, and I think chances are better that he won't. I'm not going to say he can't or won't do it, but I certainly say the odds are against him. Uh, if he doesn't deliver it, 
You wonder if his legacy could be on the line. What say you? Yes, his legacy could be on the line. I think that we've already seen, especially the defacing of the mural. You know, not once, not twice, not not one, not two, not three, <laughs> but a few times. And uh, it says a lot that people, I agree, I don't think the Laker fans are buying into, hey, it's great, you come out to L.A., enjoy the sunshine, maybe play some basketball, but you're really out here <laughs> to make movies and you took $154 million from the Lakers organization for your early retirement and whatnot. LeBron doesn't seem to be as focused. That's not to say that he can't do, Chris, other things, right? Right, right. But when he moved out here without a team being in place, it just it signals a different LeBron. Would you agree with that? Well, you know what? I think on the surface that's what it feels like. But let's be honest, I because I, I have I think I've thought that in the past before. But when I really analyzed it, I had to say, you know what? Because let me just back up. We have, I think over the last four years when LeBron was in Cleveland, this narrative, you know, became popular and with good reason that he was just looking to, you know, get as many good players with him as he could so he could stack the deck and win championships. But let's be honest, when he went back to Cleveland in 2014, that deck was not stacked. Now, Chris, I'm going to stop you right here. When he wrote that letter, they had already drafted Wiggins. He did not even mention Wiggins in that letter because he already knew there was a deal in place for for Kevin Love. Would you agree with that? Well, he basically was going to go out and make sure they traded Wiggins for Kevin Love. Okay, but he my had point is, to love, I be- but that's still see, that wasn't a no, stacked deck. No, but my point Kyrie is, Kyrie Irving was a young kid. Yeah, but he but he already had his hands into the making of the team before he got there. That he was Well, he's that done he that here re- too. No, but but I'm talking right? about You think they no, got but, JaVel but, McGee and Lance Stevenson if LeBron's not telling and Rondo for that matter. Yeah, but those guys aren't the, the number two guy that he really needs. They're not they don't win anything with those guys. That's not the they still are missing the big piece to give LeBron a real chance to try to win. Those other pieces are fringe pieces, no matter how good they are as bench players and whatnot. Those aren't going to make the difference. That team can still get knocked out in the first or second round if you leave the team as is. But, see, I'm saying Cleveland, when he went back to Cleveland, I mean, it said in his letter, I've got to be patient. It's going to take a while. And I really – look, of course he wants to get the best players he can – and, and I don't blame him for whether you think it was a good trade or not. It ended up they did win a championship. But I don't blame him for saying, look, I want to, instead of Andrew Wiggins, this young rookie, let me get a guy in here. We need a big. Let's get a big in here who's a veteran who can play now and, and produce now. Kyrie was a young kid who had done great things individually but hadn't won it all. Kevin Love had not even been to the playoffs for all this huge numbers in Minnesota. And so I'm just saying that deck was not stacked when he went back to Cleveland. I think you have to admit that. Now, he, he tried to make the team as good as he could, but it wasn't like like Miami when he I went did, to I a just, team that had, you know, Wade and Bosh. I agree with that. It wasn't Miami, but still given the Eastern Conference and LeBron being a guy who can move the needle no matter where he goes – 
and just the idea that he already had a deal in place because he knew he needed a veteran guy in Kevin Love compared to a rookie. But my other point is that it just seems like his focus is elsewhere. He's never delivered a press conference about the fans talking about, I want to win. Where's the not one, not two, not three? I came to L.A. We're going to restore this franchise to its... My goal here is to win multiple championships and return the Lakers to the rightful place this organization belongs, which is having a big parade in this town. This is why I'm here. We haven't heard that. Instead, it's movie deals. It's going out to lunch with Hollywood types. It's uh, pulling the chain has, of loyal fans. He has fans. posted on Instagram some of his workouts. Impressive I don't care about workouts. That. We have not heard from him. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, all of his. If I was a Laker fan or a basketball fan and wanted to see the Lakers return to glory, LeBron James' initial moves are not moves that I would be happy with. It feels like a guy who is semi-retired and out of the championship business. That's what it feels like until further notice from me. You are you are getting on Bobo's nerves. Yeah. I'm gonna let him have the mic right now, man. I'm I'm kind of this is my take. When LeBron did this when he went to Miami, do you know the kind of hell we gave him for doing all that and then not there fulfilling the promises that he did. He went to Miami, did that whole press conference, this big whole shabla, big festival that, oh, I'm going to Miami and then I'm going to win not one, not two. And what did he win out there? He won what, two? two? two. He won two and that's it. Two so if he four. comes here and does the same thing and doesn't fulfill his promises, that like you, that's going to tarnish him for the rest of his life. Bobo, he might not care. I, Bobo, wait! I'm not. I don't want him to do that. That over the top. Uh, so why don't uh, you just let e- him come ego, and just play? Ego, ego massaging orgy that he had in Miami. That's what that was. Okay, where <laughs> I'm where they're rubbing on each other and telling everybody how great they are. I'm talking about have a press conference to tell fans why he picked L.A., how he wants to win here, and return the franchise to glory. That's all. I'm not saying you have to predict how many you're going to win. All I'm saying is he has not done that, and everything that comes out about LeBron is about everything else. But that's just because, but, let's be honest, that's not like that's what he's putting out there. It's, not, it's what people that's are people, putting that's out. That's TMZ following him around. Oh, we saw him with Al Pacino and – Leonardo DiCaprio at dinner. That we saw him with Tristan Thompson at dinner. Like that, it's not like he's you know asking people to come and and take photos of him with with these A exactly. list celebrities. And trust me, as a fan, no, as a, I get as that. As a Laker fan that did not want him here, I just rather him get out there and play. Like I'm happy he's here. He's here now. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm still a fan well, of my you. Lakers. A Kobe fan? Is I'm that is that why you didn't hard. want him? I'm diehard Kobe. So you didn't want him because of Kobe. Here. I didn't want him because it. People were putting him over Kobe when he wasn't even nearing. To there me, there you go. This is what that, I'm talking what, about. There's the a lot of guys was. like that. Do you that. think Kobe's better than him? Yes. Yeah, yes. You took a long time to because say I that. had to. No, because it's just because it's, it's, it's a great debate. It's a it, to me, it's a great debate, and I think it is because of rings. I think it is because there was a couple of MVPs that Kobe's got robbed from. I don't understand how Steve Nash got those, but it's a couple of MVPs that Kobe got robbed from. LeBron is great. LeBron's numbers are great. But I've always felt that LeBron had an advantage with his size. As a Kobe fan, I just felt like LeBron knew his size, and he used it to his well, advantage. Kobe I'm had not an knocking. advantage with Shaq, too. Yeah, he did. But Kobe <laughs> so, also won a, a couple of, of rings advantage. without Shaq. Yeah. I, I don't – look, I think Kobe is a top-ten player of all time, but I think LeBron is better. 
But I get it. I get, you know, so so Bobo, you're a great, uh, and we're going to get to some of your calls uh, a little bit pretty soon. But Bobo, I want to ask you, as a Kobe fan, uh, LeBron's here now. Like, what are you, are you pulling, uh, just honest, I want you to be honest. Are you pulling for LeBron to win championships with the Lakers? Because if he does this close to Kobe's retirement, I think, I would think with Kobe friends, that's going to just, heighten their sense of, man, this dude's taking away Kobe's shine. No, I want him to win. He's here. Win. You're in purple and gold. Win. If you went somewhere else, I don't care what you do over there. But as of right now, you're a Laker. So I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Kobe fan too, but I'm a Kobe fan because he was a Laker. While LeBron is here, I need LeBron to play with that same energy, that same vigor that he had when he played in Miami and when he played this last year in Cleveland. I need that from him this year. I don't want to. I don't want to Steve Nash. How Steve Nash came here? I'm going to be great and I'm healthy, and then played like 15 games the whole season, then retired and said I'm going to work for you, and then went to work for Golden State. Like I don't. I don't. I want him here healthy 100. percent If he wins well, championships, he's won. Kobe was older and left. What three, four years ago? Kobe's time is coming on. LeBron's time is a Laker. Let him play. Let him win. Let him be great. That's my thing you're, right you're, now. You're not like most Kobe fans. I, the ones I talk to, they don't want to see him win. They don't uh, want to see him get closer to Kobe. They don't want him to take any shine, like Chris said, away from Kobe. It's, it's a lot and of And there will like be that. those Kobe fans who will be rooting against the Lakers for, for not wanting them to win during LeBron's tenure here. I'm going to say this, and I'm, I know we got to go to break, but – I have friends of mine that are die-hard Laker and Kobe Bryant fans that have literally boxed their Laker gear up and put it in storage. That they will not bring it out until after LeBron is left. Do you think he'll get booed, not by everybody, but by some fans yeah. in his opening? most definitely. Really? Most definitely. In see, Staples see, Chris, Center. In I'm, Staples I'm, Center, I'm, most definitely. Yep, no doubt about it. I, I would not be shocked if some fans boo him. All right, well, look, this this is a good conversation. We're going to continue it on the other side next. The Odd Couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We got great news. There's a quick way you can save money. You got to switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, they can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. We've been having a good conversation about LeBron James, the Lakers, Kobe Bryant, and there are some haters in the house, I should say in the city, right, of L.A., who, believe it or not, uh, they pulling more for Kobe than they are for the Lakers, and a lot of them don't want to see LeBron win championships with the Lakers because it might throw some shade on Kobe Bryant's legacy. My man Bobo, who's on the boards for us, I give him credit. He's a huge Kobe fan, but he still wants LeBron to win championships with the Lakers. Rob, let's go to some calls and see what the fans and listeners are thinking. Let's go to GW in Cincinnati. Welcome to the Odd Couple, GW. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Rob? How you doing, Chris? I'm great, doing man. Great. How are you? Uh, I'm all right, man. Hey, I got to set the record straight. And, you know, Bobo kind of saved himself when he said he wants to see the Lakers win, despite the fact that he's a Kobe fan. But any Kobe fan out there who's trying to play the, oh, I want to see the Lakers win because they got LeBron, and we know that he's sweet as hell, and everybody's going to root for LeBron and kind of forget about Kobe. Now, you guys are the biggest busters in the world. 
I mean, you don't hear, I don't know, Shaq fans saying, uh, booing Paul Gasol. You didn't hear Kareem fans saying, oh, who's this Magic Johnson? Why is he taking over our team? But just like Kobe and his little petty underbite, little mean mug that he used to do, if you <laughs> like that, and again, you're the biggest busters in the world. Let's get down to business, Chris. I, uh, I, that's a good point. I, I think GW makes a good point. And, and look, I got to give Kobe credit. Whether A lot of people don't believe him when he comes out and praises LeBron and he said he's pulling for him and he's part of the family and all that. But whether you believe him or not, Kobe has said all the right things so far about Chris, you're LeBron not that James. naive. Come on, I'm Chris. Just, no, on. I'm just saying he's, what, what he's you, said I mean, it. What are you saying, Rob, that Kobe doesn't want to see the Lakers win? I just that that, That's because, exactly that's what, what he's saying. No, say it with your chest, Rob. Say it with your chest. What I'm saying is most people want to preserve their legacy, and I, and it's just human nature. Oh, okay, they so you're want, saying he want, doesn't want to see the Lakers no, win. No, wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. All I'm saying is Kobe's a 20. Okay. Hold let's on, go to the next call. I can't because I can't talk. You got to let him. Yeah, go ahead, Rob. Come on. All, right, All I'm saying is. Go ahead. Kobe spent 20 years in L.A. LeBron's coming for a cup of coffee in a sweet roll. Don't tell me that 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 okay. Kobe is just Kobe's just cool with it. Yeah, come on, LeBron, okay. take everything uh, okay. over. We understand that Kobe might be what? GW, thanks, bud. Him. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Come on, man. But well, hold on. Let's go Rob, to the next guy. If LeBron wins, uh, I don't think it takes away from Kobe's legacy. That's the thing. Now, I do think a lot of Kobe fans feel that way. But if LeBron wins the championship – you know, Kobe Bryant still did what he did. You know, nobody looks at Magic any less. Now, granted, there was a bigger gap in time between Magic and Kobe, but still, nobody looks any less at what Magic and Kareem did because of what Shaq and Kobe did. And I no, think if I LeBron agree, comes I agree here, with that, you know, but the timetable, what you just talked about, the time element is the difference. The other one is their space between This is them. right after. I'll give you that. Okay. And that's why I think that some fans feel that way. That's yeah, all. I think fans feel that way. I, I don't feel that way, but I think fans do. Let's go to Wally in Las Vegas. Wally, welcome to the I Couple. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Um, You're welcome. So here's my issue when we talk about LeBron coming to the Lakers. I've been a Lakers fan ever since uh, Magic Johnson came from Michigan State to the Lakers. Okay, and I think the problem with Matt with with LeBron James is, are you getting LeBron James, the Mount Rushmore player of 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 the in the history of the league, or are you getting the worst GM in the history of the league? <laughs> okay, because that's a big problem. Okay, and and everybody talks about how Paul George and Kyrie Irving decided not to play with LeBron. No, Carlos Boozer was the first person that decided not to play. And bailed on it. Okay, it's been going on a long time. Even well, back Boozer, in Miami, when Boozer, he tried to get a little Boozer's was money. That's that a little was a money deal. History, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a money deal. Yeah, that was strictly Utah offered him a exact throw the money, and he okay. bailed on right. And LeBron was well, so young it, back then. It, you know, he was a different. Everything was different back then. But go ahead, make your point. Okay, I mean that, that's fine. Okay, but then you you go back to when he's Miami with elbow and Spolstra trying to get him fired. Okay, then you then you go on to Cleveland and Kyrie left. Okay, and then the bad contracts with Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith and throwing a fit and making them go out and make bad trades because they're trying to get him to stay. My point is, I'll take the second or third greatest player in the history of the game, but I don't want the worst GM as a Lakers fan. 
Well, well here, here's the problem. Your, your man, Magic, has already come out and said he's going to consult LeBron on roster issues. And they've already okay. done it. You know, they got Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo because of LeBron. Okay, but consulting him and him running the show are two different things. True. That's a good call. That's that's a good no, that's, call. That's a fair call. That's a fair call. That's yes, a fair call is. because Absolutely. look, LeBron doesn't have the greatest track record as a GM. If we you know informally use that term, um, now here's the thing, Rob. Too, I'll throw this out. We've talked about if LeBron doesn't get a ring with the Lakers in these four years, what that could look like on his legacy. Here's the interesting thing: if he, let's say, for the next four years or even the next three years, he is still a top five player in the league. So he's playing at a high level. You see very little decline. And he doesn't get a ring. I think that really looks bad. But if you see, if like say in year three, you see a real decline with LeBron, and it's just age. I mean, it's it just is what it is. Father time's kicking in. And he's clearly not, you know, a top five, maybe top ten player in the league, and you begin to see the decline, then I think – I don't think people will hold it against him that he didn't get a ring, but some may look at it like, oh, you came here, you don't have anything left, and you came here. You know what I mean? Like, we're getting – we're not getting the best LeBron James. It it, it could be interesting because I don't think people will blame him for not winning a ring if he's clearly not his old self – in the next few years. Yeah, but it still will be a failed mission to Los Angeles. I don't think that people were hoping that he could win again and come out and win with a different organization and all the other stuff that was kind of propped up. I'm with you thinking that if it doesn't happen to me the first two years, I think there's a chance it doesn't happen because I think everybody thinks he's going to be the the same player four years from now. And Father Time... It just happens one day. It just it yep. just does. And LeBron's not di- any different from any other players who one day you wake up and you just you just don't have the same uh, energy and juice that you did. Yeah, let's go to TJ in Columbia, South Carolina. TJ, welcome to the Eye Couple. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up, bro? Rob, man, first of all, congratulations on your award, man. But, man, I, I know appreciate you hate LeBron a lot, but I think, man, sometimes – some some of the things you say, like you said, LeBron don't seem as committed. What can you base that on when Magic Johnson said when they met, he already knew the roster better than he did? I'm what, just what, saying what kind of, what from kind of this standpoint about all, all the news is about movie making and all this other stuff. No, it just no, seems he didn't, he's not saying that. That's what the media is saying. LeBron never said that it was about movie making. That's what other people are saying. When have LeBron said that? No, but these are his people where the stuff is coming out from. All I'm saying is I don't, I don't get the, sense, the same sense that LeBron normally is a guy who wants to have definitely more say. He comes to the Western Conference and the, and the few moves that the Lakers made and really think that he's going to compete for a championship. With the team that he had, I don't believe that. But, I don't but, believe but Rob, LeBron believes that. But he, okay, but, but, why, look, if he would have gone to a the yeah. Rockets or the Warriors or a stacked team, then we'd be saying, oh, like you right. said, he lacks vitamin C. He's got no competitiveness. 
You know, but now he goes to a situation where he's got to build it and you're criticizing him for it. No, I'm I'm just saying that is the more that's the LeBron that I've known his entire career. The one who wants to play with a stacked team. No, so come when on. A guy the first seven years in Cleveland, you can't. When say the guy that. doesn't want to play when with a stacked team, it just tells me that maybe he's out of the championship business. Hater, that's just my gut. Hater in the house. I said it before, and I say it again. Analytics are ruining sports. That's next. But first, Steve DeSager's in. Hello, gentlemen. What's happening, Steve? How are you? Doing well. We will hear from Kobe in a minute. LeBron James did, by the way, stop by the Lakers Summer League game in Vegas today watching, I can't say his new teammates, because (laughs) that's not exactly going to be the Laker roster, let's be honest, but watching the Lakers go to 5-0 and win their quarterfinal against Detroit, he was seated in the first row with Lakers shorts on, for the record. World Cup final went to France 4-2 over Croatia today. France only had one shot in the first half, but led 2-1 thanks to an own goal and a penalty kick. France, the country that will host the Women's World Cup next summer, also on Fox TV. Novak Djokovic took the Wimbledon final in straight sets over Kevin Anderson, fourth career title there for Djokovic. Golf's British Open is this week. Major League Baseball on All-Star break now. The All-Star game on Tuesday night on Fox TV from D.C. The Cubs beat San Diego 7-4 today while the Brewers lost again. The Cubs are first place a couple games up on the Brew Crew in the NL Central. Colorado on a walk-off homer by All-Star Trevor Story beat Seattle 4-3. Wins for Oakland and the Dodgers. Earlier victories for Boston and Cleveland which beat the Yankees 5-2. All-Star Michael Brantley homered there. Kobe Bryant was spoken to by our Doug Gottlieb this month. How do you really feel about LeBron James wearing your team's jersey? (laughs) I love it. Man, listen, the NBA does better when the Lakers are at their highest potential. And for the city of L.A., it's important for us to have that star power. So he wants fans to go ahead and buy a LeBron Lakers jersey? Oh, my God, yes, man. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Come on. Go buy it. Stack up, stack up on Jerry West, stack up on Magic, on my jersey, buy LeBron jersey. I mean, let, let's go. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's all about the golden armor, man. And, uh, yeah, stock up. Just happened to find that, Chris. Back to you. <laughs> hey, hey, Thank you, real Steve. Quick, mm-hmm. Real quick, uh, um, this is for uh, Chris and Steve, of course. Uh, today in the Futures game, you didn't report on this, but I'm going to give it to you. You ready, Steve? Standing by. Okay, we're we're, we're with bated breath. This is in DC. This is I'm in DC, but the (laughs) futures game, the USA beat the world ten to six. And Chris, this is for you. There were eight African American players on the USA team. Wow! And uh, yes, a big number. And uh, one of the stars of the of the uh, game was Troy Trammell from uh, Cincinnati Reds, who went two for two with the home run and a triple. And uh, USA baseball team also has two black pitchers on the roster. So all I'm saying is a lot of the stuff that Major League Baseball has been doing to get diversity, to get uh, the African-American community back into baseball is working. It's been so under 10% example. on rosters, Major League rosters I in heard, recent I years. Think, I think, I may be wrong, maybe you guys can check this out in the next few minutes on research, but I think it's down to 6%. Major League Baseball's rosters, African-American percentage on baseball. I have seen like nine or ten five years ago and about eight percent two, three years ago. I think it's down. I may be wrong, but I think it's down to six. But those are are promising numbers in the uh, futures game. That's that's big time. That that really is. That's good. Eight African-Americans on the roster is a pretty big number. That's a good number. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. That's some good news for baseball. And speaking yes, of, I can't wait for the derby tomorrow, and I can't wait for the game on Tuesday. Who you got, who you got in the Tuesday. home run derby? I don't. You know what's funny is, no, I got Bryce Harper because it's home cooking, and yeah, it's home cooking, and normally they like the the guy who uh, whose team you know is uh, last year with Stanton. They wanted him to win. Yep. Of course, he didn't win. It was Judge. A couple years ago, it was Todd Frazier in Cincinnati. Right, he won it. And uh, this year, I'm going to go with Bryce Harper. I hope it's Bryce. Um, you know, Bryce talked, what, in 2015? He said he wasn't going to be in the Derby until it's in Washington in 2018. Um, obviously, hasn't had a great year. He's hitting 214, Rob. Right. And it's not getting better. He's got 21 home runs. Yeah, he's, got, he's hitting the homers. But I, I don't – I mean, and we brought up the analytics of how a lot of times now it's like swing for the fences – and averages are suffering. I don't know. I don't think that's the case with Bryce. I think he's just not hitting the ball well other than, like you said, the 21 homers. Um, but what I'm wondering is this, Rob, and I'm with you. I've got him winning the Derby. I hope he wins the Derby. I, I actually am a Bryce Harper fan because I think his colorful personality is great for the game of baseball. And I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I think I, he's lived up to – I think he's lived up for the most part to the hype that he got. Do you, uh, though? I, he's he no, is I a do. legitimately great player. No, he's a star. He moves the needle. He does, he, well, he, he definitely the moves the needle, but his play is up and down. I mean, the year after he won his MVP award. He had he had a down season. What he hit like two in the two forties or something like that. Yeah, no, he's had he's no up doubt and about down. It. Now, granted, baseball sometimes is like, but but the the greats typically stay at a high level for you know during their prime, and he has been up and down. What I want to ask you is this: if he and he's not getting better, he's hitting like one eighty four in January, so it's not getting better. But I'm going to assume let's assume it gets somewhat better. But if he hits 230 this year, how he was supposed to be the biggest free agent, the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant of baseball free agency coming up, right? We've yep. heard Yankees, we've heard Dodgers for years. What does it do for his free agency if he hits 230 and the the Nationals finish, you know, out of the playoffs or whatever? Do you think how do you think that affects free agency for him? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. He'll never get Remember everybody thought he was going to get the 400 million dollar contract. You remember that was the big talk that he was going to be the 400 million dollar man cuz the number of players have gotten 300 million plus, right? So he was supposed to set the bar money-wise, but I think that ship is come and gone. Uh, mostly because I don't see teams giving that kind of money out, and the suitors, the guys so you talked about, so nothing to do with his game. You no, think it's just, more. It's more. Yeah, it's more that that the suitors that he, the Yankees didn't have Judge back then. Do you know what I mean? No, didn't yeah, have yeah. They got the Stan young stars Judge, who they're not paying a lot of money, right? So they got those guys now. The Yankees don't need that, right? They're not going to spend that money. The Dodgers hit a lot of home runs already and have. A lot of power hitters. So that's another franchise that was on the radar that probably is out of play now. So I think that's what makes it tough for him. He's still a commodity. Somebody will gladly pay him handsomely to play on their team. You know what I mean? To to uh, to be one of the, the stars on their team. So I'm not saying he's going to get strut out or nobody no, wants no, him. No, no, no. I, I but, actually think, though, if he 
I think it increases the chances of him going back to the Nationals if he continues to hit poorly for average. Yeah. You know? Well, he might have to wait because maybe he's not going to get yeah, maybe what he, he thought you know, he was Maybe he stays get. there for a couple more years. And, you know, I mean, look, I, I agree with you. I think he's a great player. But there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's having a down year unless – I don't know what the analytics people say, but he's hitting dingers. He's got 23 homers, right? So he's hitting home runs, but he's hitting 214. And a lot of analytics people will tell you that that's good. Got over 50 RBI. So a lot of people will say he's getting it done. Um, and that's where I think analytics takes away from sports, whether it's fo- baseball or basketball. No, I'm with you with the analytics. I get it. We're not going to be old school, old people, get off my lawn, guys. Yeah, no, it's not so about that. So I do that. get that. No, but, it's, but, but I agree that it does take away from the game. I don't like the basketball with all the three-pointers and, the, like you say, the, it's either a dunk or, you know, and, and even, even when we had Byron Scott on, he even yeah. said the same thing that, you know, I, I don't know. There's something about it that just rubs me the wrong way. And the same thing with baseball, how things have changed with all the with all the shifting and, and either strikeout and home runs, you know, kind of like that. And you said it. We don't see the stolen base anymore. It's not a moneymaker. So people don't steal bases. But that was such an exciting part of the game. Remember that? I mean, when you had a Ricky Henderson who, as soon as he got on base, it was it was danger zone because he's getting he might still second. And Lou Brock, I mean, and that's my point. Like, I think whether baseball or basketball or football, games are better. Sports are better with balance. In football, I want running and passing. In basketball, I want post play, mid range, and three point shots. Some transition, fast break game, some dunking. In baseball, I don't want just homers. And, you know, it'd be different if they were hitting seven a game. You know what I mean? If, if, if scores were really high, and I know purists might not like that. No, but that would at least softball, be action. Right. But it would at that least would be, be action. You know, I get it. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, that would be action if they were hitting tons of homers. And I know homers are up historically. But I'm just saying, I think. It's better when there's a balance, and if you had more more home, you had homers, but you also had guys hitting well for average. You had stolen bases, manufacturing of runs rather than just you know trying to get somebody on base and, and hit a hit one out of the park. So, I just think analytics gets away from that, and and a lot of the guys that are engineering the analytics never played the game at a high level, so they may not care or know uh, about the interests intricacies of the game from a player standpoint here's one other uh caveat uh mike Matheny was was fired as manager of the cardinals today right yeah and he won a world series for the cardinals but they haven't played up to par this year now chris this will be the interesting thing most of the managers who have been fired are the old school managers right we saw last year, we saw Joe Girardi. Yep. We saw uh, Because the Dusty front office, Baker. right, they want to just tell you who to play and what to do. A- exactly. Yep. And we saw Terry Collins. And we saw John Farrell in Boston. Yep. So we saw all these old school guys get bounced. 
It'll be interesting to see where the Cardinals go. Do they hire a Joe Girardi or a no. Dusty Baker, an old-school manager, or do they go to the analytics younger guys who are just going to follow what the, what the front office says? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. This is going to be interesting to see where they go and if this trend about analytics and all that only matter and they don't care about – the old-time skippers being managers of Major League Baseball. I think they'll go the analytics route. I think they'll go with the guy that's just going to, you know, the front office is going to tell him who you should play and, and what your lineup should right. be. And, and no Joe Girardi. That would be a crime that Joe Girardi wouldn't be a manager in the Major League. You're right. Anymore. And Dusty. I mean, Dusty, man, I, I, I tell you what, I think the Nationals wish they had him back. I think, yeah, you know, I could be no, wrong. No, I, I know what you. I know what you're saying. But Dusty, Dusty, for whatever reason, as good as he's been he's as a, a manager, good, just can't, manager. just can't win the, in the playoffs. No, no. Well, it's time for a little trash talk. That's coming your way next. It's the Odd Couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, wrapping up, and it's time for a little bit of trash talk. All right, before we get to the trash talk, you know what time it is. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, let's let's bring it up with the trash talk. I'm going to start it off myself. I am going to trash talk all of the Kobe Bryant fans out there who are thinking – about booing LeBron James on opening night at the Staples Center. That would be horrible. And and I feel like you Kobe fans, I get it. You love Kobe. He's an all-time great. And I, and I love that you have such affection for him. But you're also a Lakers fan. And I, I'm sure you are. And so LeBron, like Kobe has said, is now a Laker. He's part of the family. And I don't think the Lakers fans should be booing a, a great player who's a Laker who has not given you any reason to boo him in the gold and purple uniform. So I would like to trash talk them, hopefully to the point that you go ahead and do not boo LeBron on opening night. I'm trashing LeBron James. Oh, free how pizza, dare, How dare you tweet out that you're going to be at or hint that you're going to be in Culver City and uh, at the Blaze Pizza and not show up with kids and parents are out there in 100-degree weather with their kids hoping to see a glimpse of the newest Laker. All you had to do, LeBron, was keep it 100. <laughs> keep it 100 and just say free pizza to all Laker fans, 2 to 5 at Blaze Pizza. Enjoy it, and I'll see you at the arena come September or come the fall. That, that's all. Don't put a smiley face. Don't say I haven't been to a pizza party in a long time. And don't put Culver City. LeBron James brought that on himself. He could have done a really nice gesture without teasing fans and making them hang out in the heat for a rubber $8 pizza and a, maybe a glimpse of LeBron. 
Well, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I didn't. I wasn't one of the ones that fell for that, so I'm not really too. <laughs> Did you think he was gonna be there? No, because I, that's he, what, thank all you. he simply said was, "I haven't been to a pizza thank party in a while." That was it. He didn't say maybe Bo, I'll Bo, show you're up. You're in denial. Stop. Nah, Bo, no, look, I'm right. not in denial. I am you, comfortable yes, in my chair. Now, Bo, just, have you been to that Blaze Pizza in Culver City? Blaze Pizza is amazing. No, but that, that, one, that one, no. It's, it's about the size of this studio. Yeah, don't no, haven't been to that one. It's tiny. I was like, there's no way LeBron James is going there. Yeah. Anyway, who I'm trash talking today before we get off the tub and go back to the great Laker LeBron James, I'm going to trash talk the NBA because this whole top 16 seed thing conversation that they're having, I don't agree with it. I'm sorry. It's the West. It's the East. It's been that way since before I was born. It should stay that way until even after I'm gone. It doesn't matter if your conference sucks. That's not our fault. It sucks. Your fault. Get better, draft better, we'll be good. Here's the thing, Bobo, though, what you're missing. Some of the teams that are now in the West used to be in the East or vice versa. That's the thing. Like, this changes all the time. It's not like these teams have always been locked in the same conference. So I'm just saying the tradition changes, but – you know, you 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 entitled to your own opinion. And my opinion happens right, to be the right Rob, one. What you got, <laughs> guys? I want to trash the Dodgers. Now, I'm not a big baseball fan. I know Rob doesn't like to hear that. They I, just I, beat I, Anaheim. I think it's boring. No, the reason I want to trash them is because Manny Machado is the big fish on the the trade market right now, and. From what I've been told, the Dodgers are kind of lowballing them because they don't want to give up some of their top minor league prospects. I hate the way you have a big market team like the Dodgers and they're being run like they're the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, they want to run like a small market team. You have the money. You know, you're already blocking all the, the, the TV for all the fans here in Los Angeles. The least you can do is try to go all in and win a World Series. It's now, embarrassing. Rob, I tend to agree. You, Rob, I like you that You are mentality. spot on, yeah, Rob. I, I, you I are spot on. Thank and you. you know what? It cost them the World Series when they didn't want to go yep, get Verlander yep. last year. That's right. Right? That's right. That's right. That's a great point. So where do you, Rob Parker, baseball uh, aficionado, where do you think Machado ends up at? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it. The New York Yankees. What? I think they come out of nowhere. They have Chris. Now he's saying he doesn't want to play anything but short. No, no, no. They'll move Didi to second base or something. But I'm telling you, the Yankees, their, bull, their minor leagues are loaded. The Orioles could clean up with getting prospects and players from the Yankees. That's why I think wow. it could happen. I wouldn't be mad at that. I would be stacking the decks, but I'd like it. The odd couple, we out. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 